Welcome everybody to the GCW Plant Podcast, Episode 3. I am your host, Mystical Jericho, and tonight we are going to be covering GCW's You Wouldn't Understand, last weekend from the Melrose Ballroom in New York City, New York. The first match of the night, we have a scramble match with Commander Jordan Oliver, Cole Radrick, Jack Cartwheel, Alec Price, John Wayne Murdoch, and Blake Christian. Blake Christian comes out repackaged with new music, a new haircut, new face mask. It's 2.0, push 2.0 for Blake Christian here. So uh, we'll see what happens with his number one contendership with Moxley. Uh, this is Commander's debut as well. This was another great scramble match. Commander does his little walk across the entire top rope and leaps onto everyone on the outside. Alec Price hit a nice-looking uh, double blockbuster, but then Blake comes in at the end, hits Alec with a leaping curb stomp right after uh, Alec does the double blockbuster, and with that leaping curb stomp by Blake Christian, he takes the victory over Alex Price. Next match of the night, we have Joey Janela trying to get back on the winning path as he recovers from his loss from Sawyer Wreck in Atlantic City, going against Mike Jackson, the 72-year-old, making his New York City debut. The match starts off with Mike Jackson uh, diving onto Joey on the outside with a tope suicida. Pretty crazy seeing a 72-year-old doing moves to the outside from the inside. Love to see it. And then Mike Jackson does his little uh, signature walk across all the ropes, as he does, holding Joey's hand. And then he does the same thing on the outside with all the guardrails, which is pretty cool to see. Never seen him do it on the guardrails before. Um, Joey, during the match, is asking the video crew as Mike Jackson's walking him across the guardrails to stop filming. That was funny to see. Joey's, as a heel, with his facial reactions and comments, is still pretty fun to see. Um he Joey also made Mike Jackson look really good. His storytelling inside the ring, making Mike Jackson not look like the 72-year-old that he was. The ending happens with Mike Jackson uh, hitting Joey Janela with a splash from the top rope through a table for the victory. Next up, we have Ninja Mac going against Jack Evans, who I believe is making his GCW debut. Nice seeing him in the GCW ring, especially against Ninja Mac, who is the closest thing we have seen that is just like Jack Evans. Very similar styles in the ring as well. Uh, this was a very creative and high-flying match. Jack seemed to be very tentative wrestling against somebody with a similar moveset. Possibly somebody who does it better than Jack, as in Ninja Mac. Ninja being a vault version of Jack Evans added a pretty cool little... Uh, story to this match uh for the finish jack evans goes for a 630 splash and appears to either land on his neck or head and it looked like he either knocked himself out or gave himself a stinger on the landing uh ninja recovers and just pins jack very carefully for the win try not to hurt jack even worse uh the crew comes out to kind of check on jack and then jack thankfully gets up on his own and uh looks to be okay so hopefully we'll see uh jack evans ninja mac in a rematch here or at least see jack evans more in a gcw ring but i am glad to see that he is well and apparently will be just fine next match of the night we have masha slamovich going against marco stunt the blonde variant of marco very nice seeing marco Back home in GCW, back home at the Melrose Ballroom where he made his GCW debut going against KTB. 
which led to the GCW run Marco's currently on, as well as the AEW run that Marco had as well. Um, match starts off with Marco getting beat up by Masha, who just is striking him left and right. Marco's worried about his face, trying to keep the good looks up for his singing career, making sure his face is unblemished. Uh, Masha continues to use her striking and technical abilities to have control for most of the match. Marco then comes back near the end, gives Masha a quote-unquote big choke slam, which Masha just hops right back up from it, no-sells it. And as Marco is celebrating the choke slam, Masha turns him around and hits the jumping pile driver on Marco for the victory. Next match of the night, we have trios actions of Team Gringo Loco, consisting of ASF, Drago Kid, and Gringo Loco, going against SAT, Los Maximo Brothers. Before I go into the match, I just want to say this is another good time for maybe GCW to start thinking about or implementing, hopefully before the end of the year, some sort of trios titles, as they've been doing a lot of good and crazy trios matches. Um, and a lot of different combinations of teams are being used in these trios. I think it'd be a cool way to keep everyone invested, give everyone a belt to go for, and add more action and credibility to the shows by having more champions on there since the GCW title with John Moxie is not being defended as often. I'd like to see them introduce some trio titles as well as that scramble title that we talked about last episode sometime in the near future. Uh, this matchup is awesome. A lot of respect between everyone in this match. You got the high-flying combination of Team Gringo going against the fluidity and teamwork of Team SAT with those Maximo brothers. This was a very fun and creative, fast-paced match. Um, love seeing Gringo teaming with all the luchas. Seems to be always ASF and Drago Kid lately, but... Every time he has some lucha wrestlers in a scramble or a trios match, I love seeing the innovative moves that they use with Gringo Loco as the base and all the crazy high-flying moves that Gringo Loco does himself with his team. Um, team SAT hits their Spanish fly during the match, the signature move, and then Team Gringo gets the win by Gringo hitting a top rope Falcon Arrow to win the match. I think he was looking for his little top rope spinning power bomb, but... One of the Maximum Brothers, I forgot which one he hit with it, was having a little trouble on the top rope and with their footing. So it was a nice little audible that the Gringo called. And so that way they still get a nice high-flying, high-risk move to end the match. It was a great trios match, and I want to see more trios action, hopefully with some prizes as in titles to chase after in the near future. Next match we have is a grudge match between Charles Mason and Spider Nate Webb. Charles Mason just loves being the most hated man in the GCW slash JCW locker room where he normally fights all the time. Like seeing him being used more in the GCW setting, but everybody hates him. He has that Cardona heat. Um, in a video package, a couple... I think it was like a week or two prior to this show. He previously attacked Brandon from Weedus. He's the lead singer of Weedus, who sings Nate Webb's uh, entrance song, a teenage dirtbag. He choked him out at his house as um, Brandon was recording a remix version of Teenage Dirtbag. Um, he's also choked out Nate Webb prior to with a piano wire. So he's got his little piano wire hidden in his back pocket. And it's always a nice little trick for him to dig into during matches and as a way to assault his fellow opponents. Um, Nate Webb doesn't even come out to his teenage dirtback entrance. They play the music. He ends up attacking Charles Mason from behind to start the match. Charles ends up getting the advantage. He's fighting dirty all throughout the match using his underhanded tactics to 
get the advantage and keep Nate Wegg Nate Webb on his back. He then, uh, to end the f- match, he catches, Charles Mason catches Nate Webb with a air raid siren in the corner and hits him in the middle of the ring and Nate's head bounces a good six inches off the mat, which was crazy to see. Hopefully he's alright to get a concussion. But with that air raid siren by Charles Mason, he picks up the victory over Nate Webb. At the end of the match, Charles Mason pulls out their piano wire again and is going to try to choke Nate out. But then Brandon from Wheatus comes in as a surprise savior to Nate Webb and then kind of talks Charles Mason out of choking him. Charles Mason starts walking to the back. And then as Brandon is checking on Nate Webb to make sure he's all right, Charles Mason comes running from the back again and comes out and chokes Brandon once again with the barbed wire, just like how he did at his house in the video montages we saw before. Mason is a sick fuck. Next up, we have... The battle of two New York City legends as 187 Homicide goes against the highest flyer in the room, Grim Reefer. I was hoping to see these two go against each other at Hammerstein as it was two GCW legends, two New York City legends going in the most second most legendary spot in New York City as, as far as uh, wrestling arenas goes at the Hammerstein. But unfortunately, we had Homicide trying to get the belt from Moxley unsuccessfully, as well as Grim Reefer was on the world on GCW's kickoff show in a six-way scramble match, as he did defeat Alex Zane, Dante Leone, Jack Carville, Ninja Mac, and Shane Mercer. But instead, we end up getting these two legends here at You Wouldn't Understand. Uh, and it was a sight to see between two legends. They both are still maybe on the down end of their careers, but still could go give it their all and put on a great match. And that's exactly what they did here. Um, Homicide hits Grim Reefer with a pretty cool looking uh, top rope reverse razor's edge. And then he hits the Homicide hits the cutter onto Grim Reefer from the top rope to defeat Grim Reefer. Once again, like I said, awesome match. Those two legends just showing how, how much gas they still have left in the tank while still trying to prove a point as who is the best independent wrestler in new york but homicide 187 takes that crown takes that title and defeats grim reefer he also thanks reefer at the end for choosing to be a professional wrestler and gives out some love to trent acid as well continuing on with the matches next one is another trios match with Los Macisos once again teaming with Jimmy Lloyd going against SGC, the second gear crew. This time of one called Manders, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. Once again, like I said, this is another great trios action. Very fun match. Giving more credence to what I was saying earlier about the trios title. Hopefully that will be implemented at some time in the future. I love seeing Jimmy Lloyd fit right in with Los Macisos. Love the Lucha Extremo action that they like to do. It's what they're calling. It seems like what they're calling their Lucha Death Matches. Um, for it being in New York and their stricter wrestling commission rules and guidelines regarding death matches, this was just about as hardcore as you could get with this six people in the ring. Um, there's lots of uh, doors, lots of tables, and lots of chairs broken during this match, as one can expect with SGC and Los Macisos going against each other. Um, the Los Macisos and Jimmy Lloyd get the victory as Medio Extremo hits Manders with the German suplex out of all the things that happened in this match for the 1-2-3. And Los Macisos gets the victory over SGC. 
Next up in our co-main event, we have Effie and Alley Catch coming out to the ring as the GCW Tag Champions, saying that they've beat everyone that's been put in front of them. They're always willing to take on new opponents, and they issue an open challenge, saying they want the best that New York has to offer. And the main event from New York in the independent scene answers that call and gets their GCW tag title match. They are representing House of Glory, HOG, based in New York. Um, I love seeing GCW given wherever they go, a lot of local talent, some uh, some airtime to showcase their skills on a really big stage, especially on the independent scene, as GCW is the king of the independents in my eyes and a lot of eyes. And so it's kind of really cool seeing these independent wrestlers getting a shot that they would have to probably work a long time for or even hope for a miracle to get. And I love seeing GCW giving these hardworking uh, independent wrestlers that showcase to show off their talents. Um, it was a fun match, very fast paced as well. Uh, main events hit this cool looking dive to the outside. I forgot uh, what the one guy was holding up a hula hoop and then the lion jumped through the outside with a tope suicida through a hula hoop through the ropes to team bussy on the outside. Um, the main event had a very strong showing in this match. I'd like to see them back in GCW at some point, but when it's all said and done, alley catch hits the line with a hanging pile driver and Effie follows up with the sack rider to defend successfully their GCW tag titles. In our main event of the evening, of you wouldn't understand, we have the GCW champion, John Moxley, going against homegrown talent, Tony Deppin, for the GCW world title. This had big match uh, fight feel all throughout the night, all leading up to it. A lot of fans were kind of hoping that Moxley would lose to anybody, just that way the GCW's back in somebody's hand that represents GCW on a more consistent basis than Mox, while a lot of the fans also loved having Mox as champion because it's a bigger name, it gives GCW a bigger platform, and it brings more name recognition to the GCW title belt. Um, a lot of people were hoping that this was the night that Tony gets his flowers and brings the GCW title back home. But Mox is just on another level right now, in my opinion. He is wrestling all over the world ever since he's been back from his little hiatus. He looks a lot healthier. looks like he's having tons of fun. And every single match has been five-star quality, in my eyes, in Mox's uh, recent matches. Before the introductions even start, Mox is staring down. Uh in the corner i think he's giving a little prayer tony's just staring him down throughout the entire time and then he gets mad that mox isn't giving him attention and the respect that tony feels he deserves so tony kind of pushes mox out of the way mox stands up smiles at tony and slaps him across the face and tony's like shocked by it and like he just doesn't understand what happened he's like okay i'm in for the real deal here so it was very cool seeing the the pre-match antics going on even before the matches even started um, this match had lots of intensity. I think that slap by Mox showed Tony Deppin that Mox isn't here just to collect a check. He's here to send a message to everyone out there of why he is the GCW World Champion and answering the question of everybody is always saying, why is Mox here? Because he fucking can and he fucking wants to. That is why Mox is doing what he's doing in GCW. Um, I love Mox is coming out representing the Blackpool Combat Club. So I love seeing... Whenever the BCC is being uh, made of 
big deal in other companies, not just AEW. It seems like it's a very fluid situation, and it gives more credence to the Blackpool Combat Club as well. Um, this was a very hard-hitting match, as one can expect going into these two. Uh, the crowd was split 50-50. I still think it's Surreal seeing Mox, who's now not only just an AEW superstar, but a two-time and current AEW interim champion in a GCW ring. That just blows my mind, seeing AEW stars and stars throughout all these other wrestling companies in GCW. That's what makes GCW the best independent wrestling in the world. Um, a lot of the GCW diehard fans really wanted to see Tony get the victory tonight, bring that belt back home, and defend it on a lot more stages and platforms and events that GCW has been doing more than Moxie has. Um, this was very stiff, very rough physical and technical match. It had a lot of false finishes while the crowd was exploding with every single one, especially when Tony was about to get the pins. They crowd was really behind Tony, which is something that you don't see often because he's a big giant asshole in a lot of fans' eyes, but he is a very talented asshole at that. Um, this match just keeps going back and forth. Mox finally hits Tony with the Knight Rider for the victory, and Mox retains the GCW belt or title and is retains the championship. Um, I like to see where they go from here. I thought this was a night to put it on a GCW original, GCW homegrown talent, and GCW wrestler who's going to be at almost every single show. May not have to defend it every night, but it's in the fans' eyes and in. The company is showing that they really want that title belt being defended, but I guess we're going to go with the bigger name of Moxley, who has very much earned it, very much deserves it. I just wish they would have him defend it a little bit more, show up on a couple more shows, build the credibility in that championship back up as where it's lately kind of fallen down ever since he's been champion. Once again, just my opinion. Still have love having Mox and GCW. Just he doesn't have to be the champion if he's not going to be here more than four times a year. Um, Blake Christian then comes out and they have a little stare down. And then the video or on the video screen behind them, the screen pops up and the picture is showing that Blake Christian, as the number one contender, will be having his match with John Moxley at. The People versus GCW, July 29th in Nashville, Tennessee. Just to go back to Tony with this man, awesome match Tony Deppin had. Definitely showed his lot of heart, showed his toughness and his will to win and will to put on a great show, just like how he always does in every single match he has in GCW. Tony, you have your flowers. You got them from here at the GCW Plant Podcast. On the next episode of the GCW Plant Podcast, we will continue coverage of that GCW weekend. This time they are in Providence, Rhode Island at the FET Music uh, venue at GCW I Never Liked You. On that card, we had Jordan Oliver go against Blake Christian, Lou Fisto going against Alley Catch, Kevin Blackwood going against Jack Cartwheel, Cole Radrick versus Ninja Mac. Uh, Six-way action, more trios matches of this time Los Macisos teaming with Commander going against Drago Kid and the Space Boys consisting of Gringo, Loco, and ASF. I never caught that Sp Space Boys reference. I never heard them call themselves that. I like the name, though. Drago Kid and the Space Boys with ASF and Gringo. Then we also got Joey Janela going against, I believe, a debuting JT Dunn from Wrestling Revolver. 
JT Dunn is a very nice prospect. I saw him in Vegas. He had a lot of good matches. He has a lot of upside, especially on the heel side of wrestling. Um, so him going against Joey should be a pretty fun match. Then we got more tag team action of Waves and Curls, consistent of Jalen Brandon and Trayvon Jordan, going against the second gear crew, this time the team of Manders and Mance Warner. Then we also have a five-way scramble match with Tony Deppin, Effie, Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Mathers, and a debut in Dustin Waller. And then in the main event, as I proclaim it to be, probably the match of the year. If not, it's right up there with any match I've seen this year. Of the debuting Will Ospreay going against Nick fucking Wayne. And this is Nick Wayne's dream match. This is the makeup match since he got held out of Hammerstein. Uh, we will go over this entire show. This was a fantastic show as well. So we will go over that the next episode of the GCW Plant Podcast, Episode 4. I just want to say thank you all again for the, those of you that have been checking out the shows. Uh, we're going to be putting out a lot more content here the next couple weeks. GCW has a lot more shows. Once again, we are working on video. We're working on getting the graphics all set up. Once we introduced our next co-host, our newest co-host, uh, I believe we have two co-hosts we're going to be introducing here over these next couple weeks. But uh, we're going to be introducing another co-host next week. Hopefully, we'll have it on video for YouTube. Uh, we'll still have the audio versions out there. And those of you that saw this week, the audio versions are now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you could find podcast in your devices so thank you all very much again for all your support please leave comments hit me up on twitter at mystical jericho with any feedback either positive or negative stuff you want to see added to the show stuff that we're already doing you want to see more of stuff that i've been doing you don't want to don't want to see it it's all going to get better we're all going to improve this gcw plant podcast will keep on going going and fucking going just like GCW. Hope you all have yourselves a good night, and we will catch you all at the next GCW Plants Podcast. Have a good one.